Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the first couple episodes, well, now it's many episodes that I've done in this series, I wanted to recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me even coach people live here on the podcast with my Coaching with Kimmy episodes. And I have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching with them. And sometimes I don't know what happens, but when I have the privilege to know what happens, I love bringing them on. So I don't know, there is something so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories. And I hope it is for you too. And read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. And so I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. So whether that is from the podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to this and really get inspired by people's successes and know that success can happen to you too, even during quarantine, I'm just saying. And it all starts with a call. And that's certainly the case of what happened with this woman that I have on today. So She is a very special woman and, you know, her journey actually started with hopping on a call with me a couple months ago after hearing me on another podcast and and she'll tell the story, but it wasn't her first intention to work with me in this capacity and she'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, And what was funny is she said that she heard the podcast that I did of the one that I focused on how working on you is working on your dating life. And that actually has been a really popular episode. And I encourage all of you to listen to that one if you haven't, because I just find that a lot of times people compartmentalize their dating life, their personal life, their work life. And to me, it's all encompassing. It's all part of like this holistic approach because really what shows up in one area of your life leaks into others. It's really, really true. And so it's not just like, oh, I'll work on my dating life when I feel better about myself. No, it's kind of flipping that script and saying, wow, like as I'm dating, but learning how to date, you know, smarter, not harder and have a different approach and have a different perspective that I actually can work on myself as I do that. So going back to this woman here who's uh, patiently on, on waiting on the other side, she decided to invest in coaching with me because she was at her wits end trying to understand why her love life was not progressing. And she felt, you know, she was sociable. She's open. I mean, and when you see her, she's beautiful. She dated a lot. She didn't really have problems meeting men, but for some reason, it just wouldn't get to that deeper emotional level. And they were kind of like short-lived. So she tended to attract guys who would either all of a sudden say, I don't feel a spark or others would say, oh, I just need space to, you know, focus on work and take advantage of her patience and kindness. And it definitely had an impact on her confidence and developed a belief inside of her that men will eventually bail, right? Because that was her experience when she felt like things 
were going well, even. So as we were working on together, we kind of, um, you know, extracted other things that were going on. And she definitely is someone who gets in her head a lot and she had some anxiety and she had a little bit of trouble expressing her feelings and emotions, which we definitely worked on and really helped her progress. And I got to say, after doing a ton of work, Oh my God. And she, and she was like the perfect student. I just want to say she did every assignment that I gave her. She did her due diligence. She wanted to get it right. Um, And because of that, she shifted dramatically and she started to learn to date differently, work on herself in areas she actually didn't even knew existed that she needed to work on. And because of that, She attracted a new, amazing man in her life. Oh my gosh. And he just sounds awesome. And and he also is very different than any of the guys that she has dated before. So without further ado, welcome, Molly. Are you there? Hi, Kim. I'm here. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Oh my goodness. What a journey. You know, I I can't believe because we were, when I was looking back, it really hasn't been that long. I mean, it was in the fall, I think, when we connected. But when I see you now and how far you've become, it's just, it just was so beautiful to watch. So anyway, just introduce yourself. And um, obviously I kind of set it up a little bit, but maybe you want to just tell everyone like who you are, what life was like before Kim. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really appreciate that introduction. You just recapped it in a way that I don't think I could have recapped it like any better just for, Mm. or just to even hear how you summarized it. Like it's somewhat like a little bit painful to think about like all the work that you kind of have to do with like a process like this, but also very rewarding at the same time. Mm. So, um, well, and with that, you just reminded me of something that was kind of funny that we talked about right before we hopped on that when (laughs) we first were talking, you weren't even like intending to hire me for this deeper stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I really didn't know what I was signing up for in some, in many ways, but, um, I think sometimes things that like aren't planned are the best type of, or like, you know, or life's rewards, I guess. But um, I remember that there was, like just in like the way that life's timing goes, I remember that I was um, on this date with this guy and it's, you know, COVID dating, like you're dating like during the day, like outside, like sometimes in, you know, not great weather. And so Mm -hmm. I was finding that I was having a lot of trouble just getting dressed and ready to go on a date. Like, how do I dress for a windy, foggy beach date that's at 11 in the morning? And when like, usually I'm used to um, like, you know, meeting at a wine bar in normal times. Mm, yes. And um, around that same time, um, I had heard you on a different podcast uh, focusing on um, closet makeovers. And so I'm like, this is exactly what I could use. So I had jumped from that podcast to your podcast and um, realized that you were like taking new clients. So I just reached out thinking that you could help just revamp my closet, which um, with the quarantine had mainly become, you know, leisure wear or the scrubs that I wear to work since I work in healthcare. (laughs) Right. (laughs) funny how (laughs) how the makeover ended up being so much more right like yeah and and so I with our first 
intro call, like I just was really just kind of blown away with just how um, I feel like our conversation flowed really easily. And um, you were able to identify quite a few areas um, in a short amount of time that made working with you um, more for like dating coaching just make sense to me. Mm. And I remember you said something like, you know, I was shared with you that um, I'm one of like the last single people in my group of friends. I'm in my, um, you know, late thirties. So just being one of your last single friends or, um, you know, that can put you just in a place where you do a lot of, and being in healthcare, I do a lot of supporting of others, whether that be supporting of others through like, you know, just life celebrations or, mm-hmm. um, you know, people who are sick or with disabilities in the hospital. Um, and you just said like, you know, just turning that attention to myself just made me think like, wh- why not work with Kimmy for a couple months? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, and do you remember at that point? And it's almost, it, it's funny because like, sometimes it's hard to even remember what it was like back then, but like what was going on in your dating life specifically? Like what were the challenges you were having? Um, well, I've done, I went back and like looked at a few like, you know, journal entries to try to remember what it was like because I wanted to, you know, um, it, what, it is hard to remember as like the months go by, but yeah. I think in a, like a greater, greater pattern that I've been experiencing even over the last like three years is like you said, like I was able to meet people. I live in a big city. So it it hasn't been hard for me to meet people, but it's been hard to meet the type of people that I click with. And I was someone who would meet someone, like, you know, maybe, you know, we'd go on like one or two dates, one to three dates. Things would last like one month, even if it got that far. Um, but Ultimately, it just wasn't anyone that I really clicked with. Mm-hmm. And that can just result in a lot of, um, like, you know, obviously disappointment, just like that things just aren't clicking. Um, and just a lot of patience and um, self-reflection on, like, what, like, why isn't things working out? And, like, you know, having to say, to, like, meet a lot of people and to also say goodbye to a lot of people. Mm. Um, so me being like a sensitive person, I think just after over time, when you're just like saying like goodbye to so many people or them saying goodbye to you, um, it can just be a little bit exhausting. Oh yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's what was happening over the course of, um, you know, several years. But I think that actually for me being like a little bit more, uh, like a, you know, being like a sensitive person, I think actually dating within the quarantine um, format actually worked better for me than it did pre-quarantine. Yes, it did. And I remember, (laughs) well, and I have this conversation so much, it's not just you, where people are like, oh, you know, how can I meet somebody during this time? I'll just wait till this whole thing is over. And actually, it did work for your benefit. And 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 actually, this was a question I was going to also highlight for you is that, do you remember the kind of guys that you were attracting to back then? 
There, I wrote it in my note. I remember this. I would be interested to see what you have written down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I remember you saying that for in some way, shape or form, these guys just weren't like available, like, you know, emotionally, maybe unavailable. Like it wouldn't get to that like deeper level. Yes. And yeah, I would agree with that. And I think you, you know what, you did actually point that out to me because you're very good at recognizing patterns that I didn't even see for myself. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that you said to me was when I was like, you, you know, you had me like go through the list. So I just like pulled out the book and like told you all the people I've been going out with or, right. you know, and you were like, you know, do you notice that you meet a lot of people in transition? meaning they're on to the next job or they just moved to the new city or they're um, just out of a relationship or all these people who are on to the next thing. And I always felt like I was kind of meeting people. And as you articulated that, that felt really true to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and really, if you look at that, those people aren't available, right? Because they're, they're, transitioning they 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 need that support and I think that was another thing we uncovered is that I mean you're such a giver and you I think we're focusing so much on these guys but you weren't allowing them to really feel you and I mean that was part of the journey is really like learning how to express your feelings and being more in that vulnerable state yeah I think um I think one thing that was funny is I would tell you like oh, I don't know if I liked this about someone. Like they're, mm. you know, obsessed with their hair and I don't want to feel like I'm too picky and that because it seems very surface level, but you were saying something like, well, stop, don't judge yourself for for that. But you were more like, how does that make you feel, mm. you know, or in, or I don't know, wait, it might be, we might need to pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're great. You're doing you? great. See, it, no, it, it helps you like recall all these things. It's almost like yeah. fun to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can you, wait, can you repeat the question one more time? I got lost. Yeah. Well, no. And I think I know where you were headed with this too, because we were talking about, you know, almost like focusing on the wrong things, right? Like you would focus yeah. on yeah. what was... And- true for other people and not enough for how you felt. Right. And so Mm -hmm. that was one of the first, like, you know, you gave me some like really timely homework. Like, you know, I was like, and I was someone who loved assignments or loved the book assignments. So you would like assign me a book, I would read it and we would be able to discuss it. Um, One being like on emotional intelligence and just like having more awareness for how I feel in situations or how I show up in situations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, with that, I remember us talking about how because you would like try to focus on them, you might shape shift into what you know they want to see. Like, you know, I think you there was a there was a time where you were just kind of losing yourself. Like you weren't paying enough attention to who you are and showing up in that authentic, you know, that authentic way. 
that yeah. it was hard and, and, and it was more of that reactive way of dating more than just being proactive, showing up as you being in that vulnerable state and saying, Hey, this is who I am. If you like it, great. If not, goodbye. <laughs> I mean, and that was like, I know that was like a big, like turn, <laughs> turning point as you were going through all, you know, dating and stuff. Right. So, yeah. And, and I think that, um, one thing we've talked about is going on one to two dates is really easy. Like I had the formula, you could, oh, like, yeah. show up, and you could like show up, have a good time. Like I was never there to like not have a good time. Like I wanted to at least like get to know the person across from me, but that's really easy. And it is actually really hard to be able to state your needs and to state how something makes you feel or, mm. you know, we're, potentially hurt someone's feelings. And like that kind of stuff is actually really difficult for me. Mm, Yeah. And you were so amazing, like how you started like working on that. And I love that you were saying how hard it was, you know, I mean, you, you really did the work and I know it's still a journey, right? Like it's not like it automatically went away, but, but I think because you started recognizing how much that was affecting your dating and your choices and who you were connecting with, that we started seeing a difference, you know, and you started like, I don't know, and I I would love for you to share some of the things that you were doing on your journey as you were dating these guys. Because you know what's so funny, and I just thought about this, sorry to interrupt, (laughs) is that you listened to that podcast about, you know, like, dating is working on yourself. And that's exactly what I did with you. Like I put you on this regimen of just like dating up a storm, (laughs) but not to get in a relationship. And here you are in a relationship, right? Like, because (laughs) you were doing the work as you were dating them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think what's, what I would, if, you know, for all the ladies out there or the men listening, but um, I think that on your, like, so I've been single. So I'm um, turning 38 um, this month, it's my birthday month. Um, oh, yay. there's, I think like, so I've been single, <laughs> I think I've been single, like, you know, I'm a really good single person at times, like for mm. like, you know, I've, you know, put myself through grad school, like moved to different cities by myself. And I've always, I've never not been open to meeting someone or so I've thought. And along the way you hear people say like, you need to do the work or you need to work on yourself and like, be happy with yourself before things like kind of fall into place. And sometimes that would frustrate me because I was like, I feel like I am doing the work. Like I, you know, I'm mindful. I'm like interested in self-growth. I've like gone to therapy. I've, um, you know, been to life coaches. I've, you know, Mm. you know, practice self-compassion. Like, I feel like I do some of those things or I have done those things, but it never had the results. So I'm like, I don't understand what this like doing work on yourself really actually means. Like what, you know, I don't understand. Um, and then working with you, I think was a lot different because you, I was like, you know, Kim, I don't really want to date right now during the holidays. This is like my least favorite time to go out with people and it's cold and it's COVID and everything shut down. And you're like, you will go out, Molly. You will be working on these things. <laughs> and so just having your <laughs> damn it. The, yeah. <laughs> so I think the type of work that you encouraged me to do was just radically different than any other thing I had encountered in 
my years as like a professional single person. Oh, oh, Molly, no, it's, and well, and it was really special working with you too. And just seeing how you were absorbing it and taking it in. And well, I, that's a good point that you just brought up because I work with a lot of people who like, when I first talked to them, they say, look, I've done all this work on myself. I've gone to therapy, you know, like, what do you think worked for you? Like what was different in that process? What I like and like, or what you like offered is that you're like, you know, they're through, I think even you said like, you know, you used to work with people more in like a talk therapy yeah. situation, which can be helpful. And there is a space for like a talk therapy, but what you were saying is like, I just feel so much people have a better, like in a dating space, like by dating, it's like you get like, like I'll tell even my patients at work, like, you know, you get better if you want to be a basketball player, if you want to shoot free throws, you get better by practicing free throws. And so you were like, you know, to get better at dating, you practice by dating and I'm going to support you through that. Yeah. So it was the application, I think of it and the practice, but also using it as an approach where you were not allowed to get attached to the outcome. And and I think, yes. you know, that was the biggest thing for you is that, yeah, you've dated yeah. a lot of people, but it, it, I had instructed you to do things that were different this time around and a different focus. And because of that, yeah. you started feeling something different. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. And it, you almost like, there was something like, there was something magical about the time that we were together in that, I felt like all these different types of guys I've dated in the past, like basically their prototypes like showed up like in a three month period. And I was able to then turn to you and be like, okay, the, like the workaholic guy is back. And I was able to discuss mm-hmm. with you like how, like, this is something I've had in the past. Like, how do I move or how do I process this or move past it? Or, um, or there was someone who, um, you know, someone who, uh, I can't even think of another example, but, you know, someone who maybe wasn't very good at like planning a date and like why that bothered me. And you were able to also like give some good feedback on that too. It was just like very, um, you know, just like various examples just happened to crop up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's the only way you're really going to learn. I mean, it's just like, you know, going to school or learning a new skill, like how are you supposed to learn a new language without immersing yourself in it and practicing speaking it every single day or whatever it is. So, I mean, yeah, no. And I appreciated that about you, that you, you did take everything at heart and you really wanted to better yourself, you know, and my God, like, look at what you ended up getting a boyfriend by me telling you, don't get a boyfriend. (laughs) Because you focused on the right things instead of the outcome of the boyfriend, right? Like, and that's what got you there. That's the point. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I think for for him in particular, just, you know, when you would, you always kind of drilled into me, like, you know, Molly, like, please say how you feel first when like I'm giving you feedback on dates or Mm -hmm. like how did that someone like really land with you like not what happened or what you did or how it happened or what time you met or what you wore like just say instead like pause for a second and see like how did someone like make you feel and Mm -hmm. that's like how um 
my boyfriend bubbled to the top. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. He boiled to, and we're going to hear about him in a second. But you yeah. know, the other thing I remember with that dynamic working with you on is just like helping you get out of your head and just having fun and flirting and just mm-hmm. playing, like being in that kind of more open space with it all and not get so caught up into the details and the headspace and the outcomes and all that, which is so exhausting. And that's why people get dating burnout, you know? Yeah. And so I, I remember you breathing into that too, and you became a little flirty and you had a couple of fun <laughs> guys and, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think it's like hard, especially with like COVID or like, you know, I work in, I'm at working, as I said, I've worked in healthcare, like it's kind of hard not to get bogged down by a couple other things, Mm -hmm. you know, just the greater, you know, the greater community that we're living in or the uh, environment of a pandemic. Um, And I never, I always told myself, I never wanted to feel bogged down by dating. Like I always wanted to remain hopeful because I felt on the other end of it um, was like, you know, something worth waiting for. And so when I started feeling myself getting burnt out, I didn't like it. Like, and I didn't, I didn't want to be, um, burnt out. Like, and I think going on a lot of like bad dates can almost lead you, it left kind of actually left me feeling a little bit more lonely, even though I wasn't alone Mm because I was meeting people that just like weren't fit. And mm-hmm. I think once you go on so many dates with people who aren't matches for you, that's when it can feel burnt out for me. Mm. That is so well said. Yes. And that's, that's what I see in it. And it's so hard when you're in that negative state then to attract something that's positive because then, you know, like attracts like, so then you, it, it's like yeah. that rabbit hole you keep going down. Well, yeah. And oh I my, think, can, yeah, I, go ahead. can I just add one, th- just add one thing is that I do think you did say one thing to me too, when you're like, Somali, how'd you think our call went today? And I'm like, I think this is really great. You gave me some homework. I can real practice this and I'm going <laughs> to think about this. And you're like, and that was, you're like, okay, this is an example for maybe why some of your like dates are maybe don't really get to feel you because I'm not even, I'm just jumping into what I want to do rather than just like pausing for a second. And I felt like that was, um, really good feedback. And that's kind of, you, you delivered that in like a nice and like, you know, well-meaning <laughs> way. Like you weren't, it was just really direct, good feedback to me to stop and be like, well, I feel like we, and then you would model for me, like, what does it feel like to then share your feelings <laughs> to someone mm-hmm. after they ask you a question like that, which I know is, sounds really obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me. <laughs> Oh my God. I, t- I remember that conversation too. And, it, and yeah. And I think it's a common thing, you know, we get so caught up in the details and it's also a way to deflect our feelings. You know, it's so much easier to answer in ways of facts than feelings for sure. And especially if yeah. it's something where you're maybe a little uncomfortable or you're not even sure how you feel. So, oh yeah, I, that's a great example. <laughs> and it, it, and that was something I think that was happening even in your conversations with men, which leads me to like, I know everyone wants to hear. So how is life now? (laughs) Do tell like what, what is happening in your life now? Like how, how has it changed? What are you doing differently? And then, yeah, like do share about this new guy. Um, I would, I mean, I think like beyond like just the guy, I do, I do feel like I've gotten to know myself a lot better through working with you. Mm. Um, whether that be my reaction to 
things that happen at home or at work or with family or with friends. And so I think that's been like maybe the most valuable outcome just to be, um, you know, more in tune with how I'm responding to a situation. Um, it's, I think you've also helped me like look back at my patterns and past and reframe things in many ways, whether that be through looking at like attachment styles or, um, you know, learning more about like chemistry versus, um, or like different categories of chemistry. Like, I feel like you've taught me a lot of ways to just think about things. Cause you know, I am in my head or <laughs> I'm, I can be a little cerebral, but, mm. um, that's really helped me just like reframe the past in order to move forward in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I'm huge. really like, that's so, huge. and I, yeah. Um, in terms of like, you know, the new boyfriend, it's still very new because we just um, met about two and a half months ago. And I re- and I looked back even like the Marco Polo I had sent you after yeah. our first date and just before I even knew that it was going to be, um, you know, that where things would be now. And I just, I just felt like I felt peaceful around him. I felt calm and like the conversation flowed easily. And I just felt very connected to him on like an intellectual level, mm-hmm. um, like a physical level. I was like attracted to him and, um, just like an emotional level. And I just felt very supported by him from the moment that I met him. Um, so I was just like interested from our first meet basically with how you, um, told me to like almost think about date. It's so cool that you have a record of that, right? Like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> and he, and so he feels really different than the others, huh? Yeah. He's just a lot. Like, I mean, I, it's just, um, yeah, it's just going really well so far. It's still like, mm-hmm. you know, brand new, but everything's just going really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and, and I remember you saying to me, you're like, Kim, it's just so easy. Like I can be myself. And I, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's so huge, you know, because, mm-hmm. and you told me some funny stories as you guys were going away together and like, you could just like be you. And he was so comfortable with that. And that made you comfortable. And I, I think also him just being so emotionally there for you and communicative. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. Right. Like, as you said, it's still new, but these are good signs. These are signs that have been different with other guys in the past. And that's all you, I mean, that's all you can do right now is kind of compare where you were then and where you are now and, and to keep going with that and keep communicating and keep being open and, and practicing that. And so, oh, it's so exciting. You know what I love that you said is that, you know, besides the guy, you know, I just feel like my life is better. And to me, that's the biggest gift. And, you you know, at the end of the day, it isn't about the guy, or if you're a guy listening to this, it isn't about the woman. It, it's about you. Yeah. At the end of the day, really? Yeah. So, oh, Molly, well, I'm just yeah. so happy for you. And, um, you know, like if anyone was listening and they're like, you know, debating about, oh, mm-hmm. should I, you know, get some coaching? Should I do something like this? Like, what advice would you give somebody who's debating or maybe they're a little scared? Uh, my advice is that if something like scares you or pushes you out of your comfort zone, like, I think that it's 
like just so important. Um, like for this, this podcast as like a perfect example, like this is like super out of my comfort zone. I was scared to be on the podcast and to show up and be vulnerable and tell my story. Um, but, um, I feel like this is actually like the end of like our journey together in many ways, because what you challenged me to do was to be out of my comfort zone and to share my feelings and to, share my story, um, with others. And so I just feel like, like, this is just showing that you are, um, helping me learn those lessons by doing something. And I just, your style just really resonates with me. And I think it could resonate for others. Um, Yes, and, and I, I have, just, wait, 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 I have one yeah. last question yeah. for you. And this is like to end as we began. And yeah. how did you feel right now after doing this? <laughs> I, did, I I feel really proud of myself for getting Yay. on something like this. Like, I mean, I'm feeling like um, I probably stuttered a bit, but that's just who I am. So I hope that... <laughs> I just really, I really do hope that someone listens to this, even if it's just one person or two or five or whatever, if people heard this and could recognize something in me that's, you know, for themselves, like, I just feel like it's common to be in my position. Um, And it's so nice to have like a third party who you know, you have no skin in the game. You don't know me, but you know, but you've gotten to know me, but it's just, um, like so helpful in like a dating space, especially if you have friends who are tired of hearing about your dating stories, friends who are busy with like husbands and children or work. And it's just been really nice just to focus on, um, something that's important to me, um, in this sort of way. Oh, so well put. And I love that you started the whole paragraph with, I feel proud of myself. That's huge. (laughs) You didn't go into the detail first. You actually said you're feeling, and I think we're all feeling that. So Molly, you are... You are awesome. And I'm just excited to, you know, hear about the rest of your journey. And as I always say, it's never goodbye. It's always like, keep in touch and who knows what's next for you, but know this, that you'll never go back to where you were before. And I truly mean that a lot of times people like worry that they're going to slip or go back. And there may be times where you fall down, but it's going to be a lot easier to get up because now you have the tools, you have the skills and just trust that. Trust that. Thank you so much. Okay, Molly. Well, thanks again for joining us. And thank you for listening today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. And I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com, to see more ways I can help you learn how to date and find love. And then hop on a call with me by just clicking the link in the show description, just like how Molly did. And she just picked up and did that breakthrough call and look at how her life has changed. And if you're looking to bump up your dating life and get out of your head and learn to make deeper connections, I also have another idea for you coming up. So 
This Saturday, March 20th, I am excited to do another flirt immersion experience. And what it is, it's a virtual event. It's all day. um, That's for women. And then I am hand selecting men that will do some speed dating with you. But it's it's an all day event that's going to teach you everything that you need to know that help you stand out and finally start attracting the right guy for you. It is a ton of fun with hands-on exercises. As Molly indicated, like I really like hands-on stuff and I want to teach you the art of flirting and dating. And we do interactive games and I, I do a mock date and a man panel. And then yes, we end with the speed dating. So check out the link in the show notes and sign up now, but here's the thing. I'm keeping the event small. So definitely check it out. Grab your spot. If you have questions about it, just get in contact with me because I'd love to see you there in person. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now. 